what is your why and lean on that if you feel discouraged remember your why and just that's gonna help you just instill that consistency discipline and urge to break into tech Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Tech Niche Tips. I'm your host, Joseph, and I have Frank with us today. Frank is going to talk everything from being not only in sales engineering field, but also in ed tech. So like I say all the time, look at the comment section below as your notepad. Continue to write down notes in there. Put some time steps in there as well if you want to remember what part really resonated with you, because this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, Frank and I were talking right before we even got on to this, and I was like, <laughs> we have the conversation before the conversation i need to hit record right now so so i'm really excited to do this without further ado we're gonna get into it and you know how we like to do it here from the boots to the brain boots symbolic of the journey that one takes to not only get to where frank is but also the brain is symbolic of the mindset one needs to have not only to be where frank is right now but to also scale from there so I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna take myself off so I can give you a chance to shine. But without further ado, let's go to the beginning. Tell us where you were born and raised, and we'll just take it from there. Awesome. So yes, Joseph, thank you so much for having me. And just to start off, I was like, I was like probably like the first person to see your first video when you opened up content creating and just seeing where you're where you're going and just being consistent and growing into that, brother. It's all love. Uh, but I am. It's super honored to be here. My name is Frank Nunez. I am a technical implementation specialist in the ed tech space, uh, born in the Bronx, raised in Yonkers, New York. And I have a whole list of gems and advice to give to those who are interested, whether or not they have a technical background or not, on how can they break into the tech field? Because I kid you not, there is so much benefits. There is so much flexibility. There are so much options to scale in this field. So it's kind of doing ourselves a disservice to not even try to get our feet wet in this field. So I'm super excited to share my journey. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? Yeah, and I'm su super excited to have you talk about it. It's going to be amazing. So let's, let's dive right into that. You were born, um, we talked about you being from Yonkers. Is that where you're originally from? Yeah, so I was born in the Bronx and raised in Yonkers all my life, and I'm currently in Yonkers, Yonkers, New York now. Beautiful. And, and did you always have a desire to be in education? Yeah. So funny story, right? Ever since, you know, being young, I would always be the one watching my nieces and nephews, everybody. I'm a cheek master, so I love cheeks. I love kids. Everything about kids is just amazing, right? Uh, so when I was actually studying, I have a 
uh, I have a bachelor's in psychology and childhood education with the goal of breaking into either first becoming a guidance counselor or a teacher to then become a school principal. But during that field, I was actually working at a preschool, uh, an ABA school that specializes with kids on the spectrum of autism or any type of minor disabilities. So while I was there for about seven years, I learned so much. But then that's where my curiosity for tech came. I would always over overshadow like the IT techs. So I'm like, okay, the IT always comes in twice a month. I see what they're doing. This is kind of interesting because to be honest, and I'm going to be full transparent, I was like, okay, I got to go in for a master's degree and then take out more debt. And then to go back into school to become a school principal, I have to get a leadership cert a certification. I don't see a lot of people getting full grants or full rides to get that type of certification. I don't want to accumulate debt. So I said, how can I minimize debt, but increase my income? And, you know, if you do a Google search right around, right about now, you say, how can I increase my income? I guarantee you like the first 10 has to do with tech. So right then and there, I was like, okay, let me, let me start shadowing these IT techs. And I started self-teaching myself on the side. What is a network router? How do we manage this? What is end user support? Um, and all the tools that come with it. So Surely, I ended up getting a role as a network engineer. So I transitioned from ed into uh, IT, and I was doing that for about three years and doing just managing a whole multitude of technical issues. So this is kind of like full circle for me, Joseph, right now, because wow. I, you know, when I was in the preschool, I spoke right before I left to one of the OT therapists. Oh, no, sorry, the physical, one of the physical therapists. And I said, you know, I hope one day I can put Ed and tech together in one. And little did I know about Ed tech. So when yeah. it was time to scale and I saw Ed tech was a possibility, I'm like, is this full circle or not? So that was pretty dope. No, that is amazing. I, I, I like I'm listening to your story and it's such a it's such a story that I'm like, wow, what? some people might say it's serendipitous. Some people might say, Hey, you know, like look at what, the way God is working in that. Yeah, but like, right. it's amazing to see just how the trajectory of it where basically, man, boom, there you go. Education. I don't want to be principal, but I want to be in education. I like tech. How can I merge these two things? And so let's talk about that transition. You went to it. How, when did you feel like IT? Did you feel like IT was not for you? Like, how did you make that transition to where you are a technical implement, technical implementation specialist now? Yeah, so that's a that's a very good question because a lot of people ask me because there is routes to scale in IT. You can still get a bag in IT and you can grow into like a corporate world of IT. Uh, but there. You know, I think it was last October I was in IT and I felt like, you know, I checked all the boxes. I felt like where I currently was at, uh, I wanted to grow at a much faster rate. I knew that I wanted to put myself in a situation where I'm, if I'm giving 110%, I want that 110% value. And mm. not every opportunity is like that or even can afford one to be that. It's just a pat Sweet. on your back. Great job, Frank. You're the best. This, that, this, that. But no economic value, right? Yeah. And I'm the type of person that I want to – this is probably a conversation for another day, but I want to change my family tree. Financial literacy was never uh, taught while I was growing up and, you know – 
just learning about that while just tackling on debt and becoming debt free on my debt free journey. I'm like, okay, where is the route that I can become uh, financially stable? What is the most easiest route while putting in the hard work, right? Because this is not just an easy path into something. It's what can I do if I'm putting and I'm being consistent and tech is definitely one of the options. So right from IT, and it's funny because we can talk about this. Uh, like many of course career alumni, they saw that video with Anthony O'Neill. Shout out to AO uh, with Cyrus uh, Cyrus Harbin, right? I saw that video where he talked about sales engineer, and I heard his journey, and I'm like, wait, sales engineer? I started doing a Google search. I'm like. I don't see no certificate, no bachelor's degree in sales engineering. How could I get myself in? So while I was hearing that video, uh, he just basically said what it entails, right? A sales engineer is typically the technical expert throughout the sales cycle. It's the person who knows about the product and, and, and can tailor, right, that product to a to a prospect's pain points or their yeah. needs, right? To see if they're the right fit. So I'm like, wait, I like talking to people. I like presenting, but I still like tech. So yeah. it, this looks like an avenue where you can, all, once you get your foot in the door, it's just going to open up to a multitude of other opportunities. So that's when I was like, let me give this a shot. And that's so true. It does open you up to so many opportunities. I mean, even the opportunity right now to even start this podcast was through tech. <laughs> and so, like, I, you're absolutely right about that. Now, you said something that I'm not going to glance, skip over because it's, it's a huge part of your journey. You said you had a debt. You were debt free. Yeah. Did I hear that correct? Yeah, debt free, brother. All right. So here's, what, here's my question. My question is, what? how did you start your debt free journey? And how pivotal or how important or how impactful was tech in the part in the fit in the part of that story, basically. Okay, great. So uh the thing is, uh I want I, you know, I never really learned about financial literacy, right? Going into college, you know, counselors were just like, Hey, try to get into the best school. Don't worry about this, don't worry about that, just sign the paper. So when you're signing on all these papers, you don't really know how this can actually take a toll on you mm-hmm. when you're in the real world, when it's time to look for a job. And I came out uh, with a bachelor's, summa cum laude, GPA 4.0, but with thirty thousand dollars in student loan debt, right? And it. it was like whenever I went into an interview, they're like, um, they didn't ask me what what my GPA was. They didn't ask me, what did you actually get on your calculus? Uh, they didn't ask for the A's or B's. They wanted to see, do you have a skill set? Do you have personality? Do you have character? Mm. And what is your skill set? And does this skill set align to this job and their and its responsibility? So when I started learning that, I'm like, wait, okay. I have all this debt. I had credit card debt. Um, and on top of that student loan debt, while working at a non-for-profit, making the bare minimum around 35,000. And I was like, wait, this is not the life I want to live. So I started doing my research and I came upon Dave Ramsey, uh, that financial guru helped me a lot with like the seven steps and the debt free, uh, the snowball, snowball. And, and, and just literally brother, I, I put it into practice and I'm like, this is great. I, I paid when I, once I paid off my credit card that I'm like, it, it, also changed my habits. So I was looking at mm. things much differently, right? It, it, before it was just like swipe, 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 think about it later. Now it's all about, uh, it's all about no, what am I going to do with this dollar? I I, I got to tell it what it what it does before it even comes into my bank account. So yeah. right then and there, that's, it just changed my whole you, my whole thought and mindset behind money and what money can do for you to grow and to build out your family and build financial freedom. Uh, so 
I started literally doing that little by little because he teaches about a principle and it's so true. A lot of it is habits. It's 80% habit, 20% income. I had both issues. So I was like, okay, let me work on my habits right now and let me slowly scale, right? So I slowly scaled into IT and every bonus check I would get in IT, throw it to my debt, wouldn't go keeping up with the Johnsons, wouldn't do anything else with that. It was just debt. Everything was just tackling on my debt and slowly but surely, uh, right when I just scale into IT, um, not IT, but into ed tech, where now I'm making six figures, I'm like, okay, this first track, I could just finish this baby all in one. Wait, so literally- it, <laughs> wait hold on. Say, say, I don't know. I know we don't interrupt my guests, but say that for the people in the back. Yeah. In one check, you're able to take care of what was remaining for your debt. Yeah, you and one check, brother. One check making that bag and ed tech six figures. I was like, this is this is it. This is it. And now. This is the the real work starts now, right? It's now how can I grow this? How can I scale? And since I already done that and and disciplined myself in such a way, now I'm just ready for the next level of just like okay, now it's time to invest. Now it's time to save and invest and grow. Oh, oh, trust me. Well, if Dave Ramsey sees this, he's gonna want you on <laughs> to do ring the bell to do your screen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's coming. Oh, God, free. <laughs> yeah so be prepared you might get that call who knows you might get a couple of calls actually uh but let, let's talk about something because because this is the part that people want to know they're like okay you talked about watching anthony o'neill and and cyrus harbin's interview how did you get from watching that interview and getting into being a sales engineer because that's typically that's, that's exactly what you are you're a sales yeah. engineer yeah. so how did you get how did you pivot, make that pivot into being an se okay great so I definitely did a non-traditional route that, you know, I I like to be full transparent, right? Looking back, I can say, okay, if anybody's in my current position in IT, this is what I will tell them. It's Mm. a numbers game. Focus on your transferable skills because you already have the technical aptitude, right? You already have technical aptitude. Now you just got to focus on where's that personality? Where's your character? How You're talking about IT people. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. IT people or anyone with a tech background, right? Mm. Because I had a tech background, but I really didn't have clarity, right? But I took a non-traditional route and, I, you know, God is good. I take everything and I look at every good factor from there. So right when I heard about sales engineer, I either had course uh, careerists or there was course careers. But then I saw course careers was tailoring to SDR roles. Yeah. But I was like, OK, I ended up, you know, I was revamping my LinkedIn, brother. So I ended up I was reaching out to everybody and I ended up speaking to an instructor on careerists. Mm. Uh, I, I, I went on her 15 minute. I signed up for her 15 minute when it was specifically for careerist students. But yeah. I said, hey, if she doesn't want me, she'll kick me out. But if not, I'll speak to her. And she basically told me she kept it. She kept it real. She kept it 100. And she told me, hey, Frank, you know, you don't really need a course like this. But I needed something to get me started so yeah. that I feel like I'm productive because I really didn't have clarity. So I took course careers. And boy, I tell this to anybody. If I knew now beforehand I'm sorry, I would have never went into college. I would have went into like a boot camp straight into course careers. Me too. Straight into course careers, getting to that entry level SDR, and then growing from there because course careers is one of the best boot camps, especially for the money that you put up upfront and the investment that you get. That return on investment is, I think, is astronomical, right? Uh, And so I took the course, and that helped me what it did. 
that helped me understand the whole sales cycle. And this is where I come in from course careers to sales engineer, because what course careers does in a boot camp without them really realizing that is very helpful for sales engineers, they have a whole topic on discovery. So this is a very mm -hmm. important topic for sales engineers, discovery, right? Everybody throughout the whole sales cycle, it's discovery. It's understanding your prospect, but not only understanding your prospect, it's understanding the market in the beginning, understanding the market. Are there any global issues? And then trickling down to understand the current pain points. But how can you do that? There's a series and there's a whole you know, a whole list of sales methodologies, but I always like to keep it very simple. Sales is human nature, man. Yeah. Let, let's let's build rapport. Let's build rapport. Let's see where you are. Let's see where I'm at. And hey, if it's not about the product. It's not about our company. It's about your needs. It's about your pains. And let's see if I can tailor something to help you, you know, solve those issues, uh, solve those issues and then meet future goals. And if not, hey, but I build a relationship, right? So Course Careers did a great job with helping me understand, okay, the the most important thing is discovery, and as well as any type of role throughout the sales cycle is discovery. So then from there, and you can interrupt me if you want, if you have any other questions. From there, I finished course careers, but then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get in touch with a sales engineer. And this is where I, I started reaching out to sales engineers, and a lot of them actually came from the IT field. Uh, but I, I still needed more clarity. So I was like, I ended up speaking to one of an enterprise sales engineers in James McCann. He's in Europe. And he was like, hey, Frank, I'm willing to give you classes. So I ended up uh, paying for six classes because I'm like, OK, great to get a degree, probably like twenty thousand dollars of student loan debt. If I invest like one K out of my own pocket or one point five K out of my own pocket and I can be able to scale at such a rate. I, you know, let me make this let me make this investment now. So I took six classes with uh, James McCann, who's a sales engineer. And if anybody wants to hit him up, he's on LinkedIn. He's able to take classes. I learned so much on how to become an effective sales engineer. And then from there, I then realized, OK, I got I understand the sales cycle. I understand what everybody's role, what an SDR is, what an AEAM, customer success, sales engineer. I know everybody's role because this, there's no I in team. It's all about team. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I know how to be an effective sales engineer. But guess what? I started applying to jobs and I'm like, I'm not getting traction. Because uh, what people need to understand is that these type of roles aren't really entry level. You need a set right. of technical skills as well as soft skills. It's just mm. as important. Now, an SDR role, which is a fabulous role, and you can still get your bag and you can still grow. But that wasn't me. I didn't want that type of role. All right. I wanted a much more technical role because I have a technical background and that's where I flourish. Um, so then from there, I'm like, okay, this is a numbers game. How can I really put my resume in the hands of a, uh, of a hiring manager? How can I do that? How can I learn the game? Right? So that's when I, I, I reached out to Aaliyah and I'm breaking into tech and I attended some of her live events where she had sales engineers on her panel, which I was able to connect. And I have built relationships with them till today, real genuine relationships. And then from there, I ended up using her resume template or her templates on uh, how to reach out to hiring managers and how to basically play that game to put me in front of the door. Because I knew if I'm in the interview, 
I'm good. I'm good from there. But I need to get there. I need to get there. And what yeah. I learned throughout that process is a lot of times you have to learn what uh, from your professional experience, what are the transferable skills that I can be able to utilize that to speak upon to then be able to scale? Because a lot of times all you just need to know is let me flourish and let me uh, perfect my professional skills, learn my transferable skills, and let me see if there's any current opportunities that I can tailor my skill set to be able to break into tech. And as far as a sales engineer, you not only need to learn that, but you also, if you have no technical background, hey, go on Udemy, learn Python, learn SQL, do a side project so you can speak on that project during the interview. And then they can see, hey, this person may not have all the necessary experience, but they can speak the language. They understand the language. And I know with our, mm. with our onboarding process, he'll be, he or she will be able to learn. So that's what I, that's my route that I took. And uh, like I said, if there's any, you know, advice I would give, if there's anybody who's looking for an SDR role, AE role in that sales cycle, I've, first thing is course careers definitely without a doubt is course careers any sales engineers i will let them know okay i want to see your professional experience beforehand okay how can we tailor your transferable skills and if you don't even have tech skills how can we work to perfect so that you have that level of understanding right because now there's a whole it's it, it the field is saturated right unfortunately it's saturated with sales engineers and sometimes you can take a boot camp but they're still they're, you're still not getting a job. You're still not landing a job mm -hmm. in sales engineer. Why? Because a lot of these roles, a lot of these boot camps tailor to specific sales engineers that don't need so much technical experience when it's called an associate sales engineer. I speak uh -oh. into so many uh, hiring managers and they said, hey, Frank, you know, uh, you're not really technical in this type of software. But if there's an associate sales engineer opening with sooner than you'll be the first one I'll reach out to. Right. Because I didn't yeah. know the specific software, even though I came from IT. Right. But they needed a sales engineer. They typically want you to just have that level of understanding from the ground going up. And then if it's not an associate sales engineer role, then they're looking typically with somebody with more experience. However, if you follow, you know, these advices and you continue to connect and continue to perfect that craft sooner than later, you'll be able to break into a sales engineer role. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually want to introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof. And that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that is self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity. And get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description. And use my promo code JOSEPH10. That's right. Use my promo code JOSEPH10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not gonna delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Woo! Yo, y'all <laughs> need to go. Remember when I said timestamps? <laughs> I'm gonna timestamp it. Y'all need to just go back to that section again. Let's break that down for folks. So so Frank said he used, S he used Course Careers SDR program, the tech sales program, to get a baseline understanding of discovery. And it's honestly 
extremely affordable compared to a lot of other things out Definitely. there. Definitely. <laughs> so he did that, and then he networked. He networked, and he get, got with people that are where he wants to be. He mm -hmm. connected with those people, multiple people, and he tried to just basically wean from them as much knowledge and wisdom and, and instruction as possible. And then you also filled in the gaps where you didn't really have an understanding uh, of the language or the things of that, of that way. You, you, did you use Udemy as well, or is that something that you didn't Oh, have no. That's just if somebody doesn't have any technical background and they yeah. want to get into this field, you can easily learn Python from, from Udemy or some of these side courses. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, and then it was the resume part. It was like, okay, this is a numbers game. How can I uh, – put my resume in front of a hiring manager who has that expertise. Ooh. And that's where I was able to connect with Aaliyah because she came from HR and then she breaks into an experience, uh, uh, a senior level so, uh, solutions architect role. And I'm like, wait, wow. there's something she's doing that I yep. need. I, I need those gems in my life. Right. I, I need to, I need to hear some type of advice. And, and that's where it just took me over the hump where I ended up not getting one offer, but also two offers as a sales engineer. And I and I interviewed Aaliyah actually earlier, uh, Aaliyah, excuse me, Aaliyah this earlier this uh, this year. And man, this is just a great story, you know, all the things that she had overcome. But she's she's on top of her top of her game. Yeah, man. And and it and it shows. Woo! This is the first time I've heard of somebody using course careers to become an SE. <laughs> like this is the first time I've ever heard of that. And this yeah. is that that that's why I was like, man, this is going to be such a great conversation. So so, oh, there's even something, like so. How long did it take you from when you first decided to do this, become a sales engineer, to landing a job? How long was that time period? Yeah, so this, I started my journey in October. Uh, I finished a course careers around late November. Then from November to December, I was taking classes with an experienced James McCann SE. Uh, and then from there, that's when I connected with Aaliyah and I'm breaking into tech and she helped me out uh, with learning my transferable skills and utilizing that. So from October and my... Where I'm currently located to February, so February of this year, that's when I got that offer, and then I accepted that offer. So what was that like? That's like four to five months there uh, to be able to scale. And, and just think about it: when you think about going to getting your bachelor's, that's four years. There's no way you're coming out of four years without getting a job. But I ended up taking four months and and, and increasing my salary forty thousand to a six figure. Uh, salary to a role that perfectly fits where I want to be. And, and I, I get to provide value and not only value, right? Because you also have to interview the company. You have to make sure mm -hmm. that this is the right fit. And and sometimes we make mistakes, right? But we fail. We learn. We, we fall seven times. We get back up eight, like Denzel yeah. Washington said. And then we use that experience to find exactly our niche, right? Like you're, you're the founder of tech niche, right? Right. You find <laughs> that niche and then you're, you're able to scale. But there's you're able to do that at a much faster rate in tech. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. And that kind of pivots to the next part of the conversation that I wanted to have with you. You talked about what an SC does. So we're going to dive into that a little bit more later in regards to ed tech. But let's talk about the difference of because you already worked. You already had IT background. You already had a technical background. But working in the tech industry in this capacity, can you talk about it almost like a day in the life? Like what is the difference now from working in IT, traditional IT to now being a sales engineer in your company. Yes. So a sales engineer role, especially in this role, it feels like I'm more of a consultant. Uh, I'm looked at as the technical expert to answer any questions and 
my specific role is later down the sales cycle into the post-sales cycle. So this is when a school district, because uh, I'm in ed tech, a school district or a school, right, signs the deal to utilize our product. Now, this is where I come in alongside with a, a customer success manager to understand them. And in my in my area, my day-to-day -day is I have to understand their current network infrastructure. So guess what? I have to reach out to the IT department of that school district. And where yeah. was Frank working before? Frank was working in IT. Yeah. So I already know <laughs> the language. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know, the first implementation project. I was like, hey, my guy, I was just doing the same thing you were doing last week, right? It, it, it was just that funny like i understand you i understand you uh clearly uh so a lot of my day-to-day -day is consulting uh, i i have to look at the forefront of all my implementation projects of all of those projects that i have to deploy our apps into uh an ipad or an android tablet or a chromebook uh so that all the children and students can begin gameplay uh because where I, where i currently work called the age of learning this is a company that is the founder of abc mouse so the two products nice. are in the school divisions it's called my reading academy and my math academy these are two specific applications that are tailored to build confidence and foundational math and reading skills but they're not doing it just by you know looking at a video no it's very adaptive right so it's actually the kid uh children are actually learning by playing and i'm like man i wish i i wish i had this back when i was learning in elementary school because a lot of this was just like one size fit all teaching methodologies and just like sit down and hear the teacher lecture and then i'm just like my attention span is everywhere but put me in front of a screen <laughs> in front of a game and i'm playing my abcs my sounds and everything right uh so that's why i was able to you know preach behind this product because i'm like man i love this product so much so a lot of that consulting i'm consulting with it departments i'm consulting uh with uh implementation leads over at the district just to make sure how's the product or are there any technical issues and if there's any technical issues right because uh a lot of a sales engineer right we we have that language we're the mediators between the customer and the developers and engineers on my side right yeah. i take the technical issue i understand it to the fullest i have to gain a level of understanding so when i send this information to the developers the data or engineer team it gets escalated rather than if i didn't have a technical background they'll be like frank did you check this frank what about this frank what about that no i already have that level of understanding and the protocol is done so i gather all that information at the forefront and then i'm able to escalate it and developers and they're able to handle that and once they solve it then i i just look like the good guy i get to i get to shoot the email i get to call them hey how's it going frank you're the best i'm like oh yeah <laughs> it's just amazing man i think look at the lord has done because i'm yeah, thinking about yeah. how your life is just aligned perfectly and it's amazing how these things happen where they just everything just kind of lines boom 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 in such a way that we got to be like man only one architect could have done that uh, <laughs> let, let me get to you. let me get to something else you said too um i want to kind of talk a little bit about a date in your life because another thing about being in tech is not just the money but the flexibility that you have the benefits can you talk a little bit about that so it gives people a picture of what the day in the life of frank looks like 
Yeah. So there's tons of benefits and tons of flexibility. And this, you know, you have to make sure uh, when you're in that interview stages, you get to fill them out. You, you have to interview them as well as they're interviewing you. And sometimes we get so scared and we feel like we're trying to break into a space that we're not experts. So everything is yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, cut it loose. Have that confidence. Know who you are. Know your skill set. And you want to get the best possible value in a company because if you're like me, you know right away you're giving 110% every day. Now, that doesn't mean mm. working 24 hours a day. That just means that when you have a project, you're going to be focused, laser focused, and you're going to do everything in your possible way to solve that issue, right? That's what I mean, because uh, there's a life work balance that I like to talk about. But in tech, especially uh, where I'm at, there's flexibility, right? You, you speak with your manager. If you have to take time away, that is available. Health benefits, 401k with match. Yep. I said with match, right? Uh, Cause you want to build for your future. And, and, and a lot of these companies also uh, provide stock options, right? And even if they may not offer it at the forefront, then that's something you want to bring up right away. Say, Hey, you know, I'm actually interested in stock options. What actually. is the pathway? What is the pathway at this current, uh, at your company that I can gain that uh, for myself. And then there's a clear pathway, right? But if you don't have that conversation, those real conversations, right? Because at the end of the day, we're humans. At the end of the day, we have to provide for our families. At the end of the day, right. a lot of these people who are breaking into tech, a lot of them already have professional experience in non-for-profits and HR and other industries where they were giving 150%, not having tons of flexibility, being the uh, the, the you know the jack of all trades, but not having that economic uh, stability, not having that income coming at them, but they're giving their all, right? But this is a this is a field where if you give your all, you will also be returned with some great economic health insurance, stock options, and all of the above. Man, I, I love how you put that. You know, it's 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 because there are many industries where you give your all, you give one hundred and fifty. Yes. Even if we want to play with the math, two hundred percent, and you don't feel as though you're getting your money, your ROI, your return yeah. on investment, and so I'm going to actually pivot the conversation for the teachers. Right? There's yes. a lot of different people that are pivoting in industries, and the ones that I've seen the most that are trying to pivot are those that are working in healthcare and those that are working in education. So for the teacher that's listening to this conversation, like, wow, this sounds amazing, but I don't know how I can pivot. Can you kind of give them a little bit of insight since you do have not only the educational background, but the technical background and understand this industry, how can they pivot and where it will be good areas for them to pivot into? All right. And, and that's a great question, right? Because I've, I've been in those settings where I see the day-to-day -day a teacher has to go through, the stresses, right? And a lot of them do it for love. But let's all be honest, right? There's, there's hardly economic value to that, right? And when you're not getting paid well, it's very hard to come in every day with a smile on your face. It's very hard. And a lot of these teachers, guess what? During summer vacation, they're working on curriculum. During their lunch breaks, they're working on curriculum. Uh, you know, many people may feel like, oh, teachers get to work from eight to three and then go home and, and then live their lives. A lot of them are working till six, seven, eight p.m. on curriculum, right? Because they put so much value. But a lot of them are now, now, now I see there's a whole spew of them that are just burned out. 
they're like, okay, I've done so much and I have little in return. Where can I find that balance? Right now they're they're trying to look for that balance. And and I hear those cries and, and to any educator, right? First off, you have the upper hand. Why? Because you have professional experience. And, And a lot of people may not realize, oh, because you teach kids. Well, teaching kids, there's presentation skills that you have to deal with. Customer facing experience is one of the highly valued skills, right? in tech, right? And because you're always customer facing, dealing with school district administrators, dealing with other officials, dealing with teachers, right? Dealing with children, you have built a skill set where you're able to speak in front of others. You're able to present. You're able to understand pains, right? Because you always have to learn how to tailor it, right? You understand the psychology behind uh, students and and their needs, right? And tech is just like that. How can you understand the prospect's needs and using that to your advantage right uh and 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 a lot of teachers don't really understand is like one you have the upper hand in the professional experience two you don't necessarily need to have a technical background because guess what In, in the tech field there's so much opportunity whether that is a a math curriculum reading curriculum educational consultant education consultant customer success manager, where I'm currently located, uh, where I'm currently, uh, my new gig, there's tons of customer success managers. And guess what? All of them are former educators. And they were able to to transition from an educator into ed tech. And they have that level of understanding. So for all these educators or teachers that, yes, you may not have that economic value that you so dearly want right you feel burned out but there is a space for you in tech whether and 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 not only in ed tech there can be so much more opportunities whether that's a consulting advisor you just have to learn how to okay how can i tailor my skill set and how can i network network is your net worth right And, and, and many people don't really understand this and i did not understand this joseph beforehand my brother's in fintech by the way Nice. My younger brother, he's a coder. And he told he always just tell me, Frank, you utilize LinkedIn. I'm like, eh, that's cringy. I don't want to post. I don't want to <laughs> do anything. I just I just want people to know that I'm a hard worker, right? Yeah. But sometimes how can how can you stand out, honestly? Uh, how can somebody really know that you're a hard worker? How, mm. how you know you can't really tell unless you put yourself out there. So revamp your LinkedIn. Connect with those where you want to be. Okay, what is the career pathway, right? And, and like I said, not everything needs to be technical. There's still so many opportunities. You just have to go out there, speak to customer success managers, look at education consultants, see what they're doing, or look at. Fintech advisors, health tech advisors. What what is your day to day? My day to day looks like this. Oh, I can tailor my skill set to this. How can I get? And then you're building that rapport. You continue. You're continuously connecting on LinkedIn. Guess what? There's going to be a person that says, "Hey, you know, we had a relationship for one month. Can I put this referral? I can put in a referral for you." And then you have no experience in this field, but because you build rapport, because you were <clears throat> utilizing your skill set. Now you have someone to put you in front of that interview stage through a referral. Oh, yeah, that is so good. That is so good. That was, a, again, timestamps are there to go back and <laughs> take your notes. But I'm going to just kind of add to what Frank said. Networking is such a powerful thing. And Lin- LinkedIn is a powerful tool of yes. because you're able to then go ahead and make connections with people that work at companies that you're interested in. Genuine connections, right? 
you get to know a little bit more about the company by talking to them, messaging them, talking to them, and also commenting on posts that are either from the, the actual person that you connected with or the company you're looking to be with. You connect, create those connections, and then when the time, when you feel like the time is great and you feel like you really have a good grasp on where you want to go, then you not only can be able to pivot and say, hey, you know, we've been talking. I would love to work for your company. Do you have an, an opportunity to refer me? But then you could also kind of not, you know, now you're like, you, you connect with a lot of people in that company, I'm assuming. Now you you really, you really feel like a part of the family. <laughs> They're like, like, how come you don't work here? We've been talking to you for like the past month or so. You're great. You actually know our company culture. Like, come on. Yeah. And, and, and you hear these stories, right? So sometimes people want a clear path and sometimes it's just, let's keep it simple network, right? There's, yeah. there's even stories where educators have found their way in, in the sales role SDR without oh, yeah. taking any boot camps or just connecting, connecting because they were able to realize, no, I have the skill set. I, I, I have to deal with children. I could definitely cold call now. Come yeah. on. Like <laughs> I, I could do that. Right. <laughs> I can do that. If I dealt with, the, uh, uh, you know, 30 kids in one classroom, I could definitely cold call and, and stuff like that. So it was just understanding the market, understanding the opportunities that are out there and learning how to tailor your skill set to that specific role. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, I've actually, I work with people that are, that were former teachers, didn't do, didn't do a boot camp, but because they have presentation skills, mm-hmm. a lot of these tech companies are looking at that and saying, Hey, yes. they had to do, they had to do discovery calls. They have to be able to have grit being with kids and getting rejected by kids all the time. Yeah. You definitely develop a tough skin. Uh, you, so a lot of these intangibles, a lot of these transferable skills, are very much warranted by these companies and you're able to basically stand out by just being hey i'm a i was a third grade teacher for the past eight years they're like great let's talk you know uh people don't realize how 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 great it is to just be able to do that pivot so i mean you kind of talked about it already your mindset you have a hard workers mentality you 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 have a positive mentality yeah, you. I, I tell you, you are a person that is gracious and, and full of gratitude, and I think that takes a lot, uh, takes you a far way. Yes. Now, can you kind of add to that? Like, what would you say is the mentality someone needs to have to be where you are, Frank, and to scale from there? Yeah, uh, good question. And I and I take a lot of that to my faith. I'm a faith based person. I give all the glory to God, and I have to understand that you know He wakes me up every day. And Amen. and having that mindset of just being grateful having empathy uh being a kind person right there's still a world out there that that people are looking for kind people that have those soft skills that are Mm. personable that that walk with character walk with integrity right because this is a remote world now right and 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 sometimes you know people want to know are they going to slack are they going to you know do what they have to do are these projects going to come in time so my mentality has always been shaped of having that chip over my shoulder just knowing that i you know i know who i am now it's time to put it on full display right i know that i walk with integrity but i'm going to show people i'm going to walk with empathy i'm going to understand roles i'm not going to step on people's toes while i'm trying to scale i'm not yeah. going to do anything to hurt any want to be able to scale or damage someone else's uh you know profile or something to scale to put my name out there it's just understanding that every day you work hard and every day you you put a little bit into it and and continue to be consistent that's how my my mentality is it's like hey you want to you want to go to the gym 
well, the first day you're not going to come out with these muscles, right? But if you go every single day, I'd rather you go every single day for 30 minutes than one day for five hours, right? I'd rather you do that and have a consistent plan and just understand that I need to break through. What is your why? Why do you Mm. want to scale? Why do you want more income? Why? And I guarantee you, just by you answering those questions, a lot of a lot of you that are going to listen to this have family, right? Have needs, right? And want to be in a position where you get to provide, want to be in a position where you can create financial wealth. And in tech, I say tech is one of the best places to be. Why? Because it offers not only the, uh, the, avail- uh, the ability to scale in tech, you learn so much and gain so much experience where like Joseph, he broke into as an SDR, but now he's a content creator, right? There's side streams that you're able to open up, right? Because of tech, right? So there's a whole thing, a whole list of opportunities that you're able to do as side hustles, right? Because now you have that energy. Now you have that time. Now you don't have to drive two hours every single day because you're a remote worker, right? Now you can, now you can utilize that energy that you were utilizing as an educator, those extra two hours at night. Well, now I can focus on my business now. Now Mm. I can focus on my family, right? And I can build on that. So it's just, it's just having that mentality of what is your why? And lean on that. If you feel discouraged, remember your why. And just that's going to help you just instill that consistency, discipline, and urge to break into tech. Man, this this has been such a good conversation. I'm so happy, Frank, that we had this conversation. Yes. There's so many different people. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till this comes out so I can send it to them. Uh, but, like, honestly, like, this is a great conversation. And, of course, people could reach out to you on LinkedIn, right? Your yes. kind of problem. That is not a problem. I'm open to LinkedIn. Anybody reaches out to me, uh, I'll definitely reach out because, you know, you have to give what you've received as well. And, and I understand that there was those uh, who ghosted me, not because, mm. you know, you know, a lot of times people have personal lives. Right. And not yeah. everybody's willing to give advice. Right. But there were those who actually took the time free of service to give me uh, a, a 30 minute, one hour chat have that level of understanding and i want to do the same for those who are also you know may not have clarity may or may need to hear someone that that been through what they've been through so that they can see that there is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel so i am definitely available on linkedin linkedin's like my number one social media right uh and and i'll gladly assist with any advice that i can give out that is so true. And, and I would encourage anybody who is interested in breaking into EdTech as a SC, sales engineer, technical implementation specialist, which is the post sales portion, which is what Frank does, or just to kind of get some advice from somebody that's already there, definitely reach out to Frank, reach out to myself as well. I'm so excited that we had this conversation, Frank, and I do believe that uh, the sky is the limit for you. There's so Thanks, much brother. that's going to be happening, brother, <laughs> after this. Um, just in just in your general life because the way you walk things out. And so I'm excited for you. And I thank you for being on the show with me. I really do appreciate you taking the time to speak with man, me. Man, it has been a pleasure and onward and upwards. The, the best right. is yet to come. 
for a techniche tips uh it is definitely gonna keep scaling and and i'm so proud of you brother as well i i, I was one of those that heard your story on course careers right when you were oh, yeah. interviewing right after outside the hospital <laughs> just that consistency right yeah well you, you weren't always there mentally right because you were dealing with these hurdles but it was just mm -hmm. sometimes it's just showing up show up yeah. show up and, and by showing up you don't know the doors that can open so it's been a privilege uh we'll, we'll continue to collaborate with one another and and can't wait to see the growth on this channel as well oh thank you so much for the, all those kind words you just shared talking about kindness those <laughs> kind words i definitely appreciate that and my audience please please if you love this if you liked it like it share it with somebody else share it with somebody that you think this message would reach and touch their hearts because we wanted to hopefully see not just ourselves but hopefully see you on the other side as well so until next time family take care of yourselves